Praise the Lord, everybody. He's being very humble. It was this church that brought healing to him. But he's also our sensitive pastor, and he does just about everything uh, in our in at the at the Cross Church. He's also our prison coordinator, and weekly, weekly people are finding God in Parkersburg Prison Facility because of him. And they've, we've baptized over 50 people just in the last little over a year. And we give glory to God. He's a soul winner. And this church helped restore a prodigal son. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If we could turn to the book of Acts chapter 10 and verse 28. I give honor to your pastor. I love my brother so much. If he wasn't my brother, we'd still be best friends and we'd still hunt together. I love your first lady. She's so precious. Cindy, I love you so much. Mom and Papa, I see you over there. I love you guys so much. If you've seen little Finn run up, you've seen him get a, a hug from his uncle tonight. You see that, didn't you? I am the favorite, I promise you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Let's go to the Word of the Lord. Let's read it together. It is custom across church. We always... Read it together. Let's read together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common. We're not allowed to hang out with them. But God has rebuked me. Showed me not to call any man common or unclean. I want to preach just for the next little bit on this subject. An uncommon revival. An uncommon revival. I really feel we need to take a moment here. If you could lay your Bibles down. If you could lift your hands. And I want you to pray for God to help us on this Wednesday night. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, for your anointing in this place. Lord, that you would prepare this church for what you're about to do in the near future. God, I pray you will let angels begin to walk around this place that are unto the heirs of salvation. Lord, that you would prepare the hearts of this church, anoint their ears to hear. Anoint me to preach one more time, I pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Why don't we lay our Bibles down and clap our hands to the Lord? Why don't you just go ahead and shout hallelujah? Before you're seated, look at somebody and say, an uncommon revival. You may be seated. I give honor to the ministry tonight as well. Love you so much. Before God can give you the revival that you dream of, what you are destined for right now, He has to prepare you as well as He has to prepare the harvest for what He is about to do. God prepares the harvest and he prepares the church. How many believes that? I believe God right now in this region where we are in this area of Ohio that God is already sending out angels. Preparing the harvest, but he's got to work on the church a little bit and prepare our thinking and he has to prepare our spirit for what he wants to do in this end time revival. If you believe it, clap your hands to the Lord. 
I believe in the workings of angels that it's just bigger than what we are. Uh, any men in the house, you think you've got to fix everything your own self. But when it comes to spiritual things, I believe in the host of heaven that God sends out and dispatches angels on our behalf to help us out in the revival that we are having. How many believes that? Hebrews 1 and 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Somebody say heirs of. That literally means a person legally entitled to. A person inheriting and continuing the legacy of the predecessor. It means God is sending out angels. Knocking on doors. Ministering unto people that are about to be a part of what we're a part of. They're not just going to sit on a pew. You may get what I'm preaching right now. But they are inheriting and going to continue on the legacy that we love and stand for so much. Somebody shout, there's a revival about to happen in Zanesville. Somebody say, there's a revival about to take place at the Anchor Church. Oh, somebody shout amen. In Acts chapter 10 is a story that I want to bring to you tonight. God is preparing the harvest as well as he is preparing the church. The Bible says there was a certain man named Cornelius, a centurion of the Italian band. At this place in Acts chapter 10, You've got to get this. This changed the book of Acts church. It will never be the same again. They just walked out of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. About 120 received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they thought it was just for the Jews. In this little upper room box, if you will, an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But God is working on the inside. Not only did he pour out the Spirit, his Spirit upon the church to prepare a revival. In Acts chapter 10, it does something here to catapult them in to the revival that we're seeing today. It changed the book of Acts church. So notice that he is now working on Cornelius. The Bible says that he was a devout man. One that feared God with all of his house. He gave much alms to the poor. And he prayed to God. Somebody shout always. Man, he just didn't pray over the chicken. I lost some of them just now. He didn't just pray over the roast beef. He didn't just pray at nighttime. He prayed and feared God and give alms to the poor. He even prayed an angel down from heaven in the third verse. And not only did he pray an angel down, the angel knew his name. Hey, Cornelius, this man had influence in another world. He had influence with God. And verse 4 says that something began to take place, that his prayers even came up before God as a memorial. 
Bible says the angel said, send men to Joppa and call for someone whose surname was Peter. And he lodges with one Simon the Tanner. And he's going to tell you that there's more for you to do. Is it possible to have people that are religious that are probably giving more to the poor than what you are? It's going to get awkward in here tonight. Praying more than you are. Fasting maybe more than you are. But they have a memorial sent up to heaven that they've prayed so much. They're so hungry for God that God sends them an angel. God sends them an angel to tell them there's more for you to do. I believe there's a revival sneaking up on us. Oh, you got to get this church. He's sneaking up on us. And there's a religious people that love God. They are faithful to God. But they don't even know what the Holy Ghost is yet. You may believe what I'm preaching right now. We're, we're going somewhere. I want to take you on a journey tonight. He's going to, he sent him an angel to send him to a preacher. That the preacher's going to tell him what they ought to do. What I like here is God not, not only is speaking to the harvest, he's speaking to the pastor. A pastor with preconceived ideas. A prejudice, if you will. To only think it's for the Jews of that day. He doesn't think that it's for everybody else. But while we got a messed up preacher on a rooftop that's hungry, the Bible says. They are preparing a meal for him. That while he goes into a trance, I, I, I kind of like this, a hungry preacher. And God sends him a, a buffet that isn't dead yet. He goes into a trance and here we have this, this net, if you will, with four corners that are knitted together and lowers it down right in front of him. And God says, hey, Simon Peter, kill and eat. He said, oh, Lord. I, I, I've never tasted of any of that. I cannot eat that. It is uncommon. It is common and unclean. My whole life I've been taught not to eat that. You know, we preachers can be so stubborn sometimes. God, God gave him a vision. He had to give it to him three times. He sent that buffet three times to him. That net four corners knitted down in front of him. And God said, kill and eat. He said, I cannot eat that. God says something to him that shakes me to my core. He said, rise, Peter, kill and eat. He said, not so, Lord. I've never tasted of anything that's common or unclean. In verse 15 of the book of Acts chapter 10 says, what God hath cleansed. Don't call common. Don't call what I put my hands on. Don't you call common what I put my hands on. Don't you call common what I've cleansed. Church needs to hear me today that there's an uncommon revival that's about to walk in this place that's maybe past what you've thought your whole life, but it's going to walk in. It's going to walk in from your community. Don't call it common. 
Don't you call common what I've cleansed. Don't make fun of what I've already put my hands on. Just because it hasn't been in your altars doesn't mean it doesn't have an altar. Come on, Anchor Church. How many believes there's a revival coming that's bigger than our thinking? There's a revival coming that's bigger than what we could ever think of. Simon Peter had preconceived ideas that it was only for him or his demographic. It was only for him, Pastor. I mean, you weren't there when the Holy Ghost was poured out. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where we were sitting. Filled the house and it filled all that were there. Bet Simon, I bet old Simon Peter's mind's running now because he said, it's for you and your children and all that are far off, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. And I want to tell you something. There's some good people right outside the walls of this church. They just don't even know what they're about to be a part of. They don't have a clue. They've got to walk with God, but you wait until the Holy Ghost gets on them. Y'all don't want to preach with me on this Wednesday night. I come to tell you, wait until the Holy Ghost gets on them. Sanctification. When God puts his hand on you. See, we, 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 we say the word sanctification and holy. When God gets his hand on you. You might not be where you need to be yet. But if God's hands are on you. If God's put his hands on you. That means you're in the process. I wish somebody just shout with me on this Wednesday night. If God's got his hand, if you've been in the church for a week, if God's got his hands on you, you're in the process. I love what the psalmist says. He that hath begun, begun a good work with me shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, just keep walking. You keep serving God because you're exactly where you need to be in your walk with God if God has put his hands on you. Repentance is one of the most powerful things. You cannot even get the Holy Ghost if you haven't repented. You cannot be baptized for remission of sins if you haven't died. If you've repented of your sins. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost yet, can I give you a word? If you've been baptized and you haven't received the Holy Ghost yet, and you're walking with God, I believe before the trumpet would sound, you'd start speaking in tongues. Any saints believe that? Because you can't feel one person. He's the Holy Ghost filler. And if God's coming back and you're ready, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got to move on. I've got to move on. But you've got to hear me, church, that God is working on the harvest outside. And just because they haven't received the Holy Ghost yet, and just because they haven't been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ yet, doesn't mean that God doesn't have his hands on them. Come to mess you up a little bit tonight. Well, I, God, I, I, that was just for us. What was this? The Bible even says Simon was a little messed up. He wasn't sure what the vision was really about. 
I'm not really sure. God speaks to him. He's sending him three men. A knock on the door. And God said, don't fear. You go with him. And he walks in. It's a, I guess, set up like a little living room, if you will, in someone's house. And here's Cornelius's family. Cornelius is of the Italian band. He's probably, my wife is Irish, Irish, Italian. Yeah. And you Buckeyes are slow tonight. I said Irish, Italian. She, she might have came from that Italian band. Wasn't a Jew. A Gentile is anything that's not a Jew. And so here we've got this mixed multitude, if you will, of Italians and Jews that have the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. Simon Peter is a nervous wreck. God's done rebuked his hide. That's West Virginia terminology. He done rebuked his hide in a vision. He's walking on eggshells saying, I've got something messed up in my brain. God's trying to do something bigger. I thought I knew what revival was, but God's trying to change my mindset. Any Pentecostal people in this house ready for a revival? I'm telling you, God's preparing your mind. God's preparing your heart. And if he's in here, he's already working on people outside these walls. He starts preaching Jesus Christ, and I love it when God's in it. <laughs> he starts preaching, Pastor, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost began to fall on them which heard the word. And they start speaking with other tongues. All these Italians started speaking in tongues. And he looks at this harvest of these religious people. And God just sealed them with the Holy Ghost. The same outpouring that was on the day of Pentecost. And you got these, I hate using this word, but it's being prejudiced means to, to live under uh, uh, this idea that you've been raised or trained. It's, it's a preconceived idea that's false. Living under that preconceived idea that a Gentile or an Italian can't receive the Holy Ghost. And they're sitting under the preaching and they start speaking in tongues and Simon Peter's looking at them like, holy wow. This ain't supposed to happen. Oh, that's what God was talking about in the trance. And he looks at the church. He looks at the church. Elbow somebody say, it's you. It's you. Where we sat in Parkersburg. It's you, it's church. Pastor Nehemiah, he looks at the church. He said, can you forbid them to be baptized? that have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? They just experienced the Holy Ghost just like we did. And if they received the Holy Ghost like we did, it's for them too. That means those Italians in that day have been praying heaven down. All they needed was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They'd already been living in repentance. 
I know this is simple preaching tonight, but I believe we need some simple preaching in this last day. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter where they come from. God wants to fill them with the Holy Ghost. Sanctification begins when they bend the knee to God and they begin to pray and God forgives them of their sin. They walk in the process of God's having his hand on them. Somebody shout revival. Don't you call. And they baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you today, let's be careful what we call common. Let's be very careful what we call common. Because God wants to fill everybody with the Holy Ghost. We can't have any preconceived idea what the church looks like. I'm going somewhere. Well, the church is, a lot of people see the church and they think it's just a bunch of Bible thumpers. You know, they got the family Bible walking in. Need a back brace. Put that dude in a backpack, you know. KJV, red letter edition, four inches thick. Got your whole family tree in the first page. I'm going to mess you up tonight. Walking around. We say we want revival. But what are you going to do when some dude comes, some joker comes walking down on a Sunday morning? And sits down where you sit at and you're over here talking. And he's tattooed all the way up to his throat. Got a nose ring, a tongue ring. I've got about 20% of you say, he can't have my seat. I tell you what, I'm preaching at Parkersburg. If they take my seat, I'll get another seat. Don't look at people that don't look like you and judge them to think they don't want this. This world wants the Holy Ghost. This world wants to experience what we experience. Don't don't call it common. Don't, Don't call them common. They're a soul. I made a joke one day. I was, in, I was talking to somebody and I guess Parkersburg's not like every other church and I'm glad it's not I didn't come there to take people out of other churches that ain't why I'm in Parkersburg I come to see the sinner saved that's, that's why I'm there I want to see people saved I want to see them experience repentance baptism in Jesus name and the filling of the Holy Ghost that's why I'm there and we get to see it But we cannot look at a soul. I don't care how intimidating they look. I don't care how they're dressed. They are a soul that's either going to live in heaven or hell for eternity. And when they walk in the door, you ought to be about a hundred of you. Go up and hug their neck. What, did you see that guy over there? Did you see that woman? Did you see how short that skirt was over there? Don't you call. Oh, I'm on something right now. 
You want a revival, but you want it in your mindset. And what's about to happen around here, y'all, some of y'all go get nervous. I had a girl come to the altar the other day, and I went to tell her to lift her hands. I scared to death to tell her to. Her skirt was so short, I didn't know what was going to happen. See, it's getting awkward in here now. It's getting awkward in here now. But she still got the Holy Ghost with her hands You, you got you to gotta hear me. We got to be careful what we're judging. Come on, Anchor Church. Let's not have any preconceived ideas about what God's going to give us. God's going to give us an uncommon revival. God's going to give us an uncommon revival. I want you to lift your hands. God's about to do something in this house. God, I pray you impart your burden on this church for souls. Oh, God, give us a burden for souls. Church, I want you to hear me. Common. Everybody shout the word common. Common or profane. Defiled, unclean. Be careful what... Be careful judging somebody else's sin just because it's different than yours. Pastor said, say it again. Be careful about judging somebody else's sin just because it's different from yours. We're scared to talk along these lines. Sinners saved by grace, right? Without the grace of God, we don't want to talk about it. But sanctification, understanding the power of the blood. If a just, what makes a just man a just man? When he falls down and gets up. We all need the power of the blood in our life. When you fall, how many's ever fell down? How many's got back up? You need to shout a minute right now. You understand the power. It doesn't say if, it says when. Listen, I'm on something here. I want to tell you something. Anchor Church, they're coming. There ain't nothing you can do about it. There ain't nothing you can do about the revival that's about to walk in this church. You can't stop it. What are you going to do when they walk through the door? You say, you know what? This is an uncommon revival. Not everybody's having this. Uh, This is one of them sanctification. I've got to move on. Don't call it common or unclean. Just because they might not look like the choir member doesn't make them impure. Just because they don't look like the choir member doesn't make them lewd or demonic or unclean. God said, don't you call those that have sent up prayer, made a memorial before me, don't you call them common. Or unclean. He rebuked the preacher of that day. Because God wants us the revelation. That there is people in the world that are praying and seeking him. And their prayers are making it to heaven. But they just don't have the Holy Ghost yet. Can I give you a revelation? Oh, but they will. I've 
only been preaching for about 20 minutes. Y'all give me a little bit. I want to tell you what, let's not judge what God's about to do around us. Come on, my elders. My elders in the building right now. I am old school apostolic Pentecostal preacher. I believe in holiness without no man shall see the Lord. I believe in separation from the world. I'm not losing my message, but people say, I had a preacher one time, pastor. He said, this world don't want this. They're not wanting this. Well, I don't know who he's been talking to. I don't know who he's trying to win because everywhere I go, every prison service we have, every recovery meeting we have, everybody I run into, they are excited about what we're preaching. Maybe see in a minute. I, I got to tell. I'm so thankful. Brother Jay Johnson, he has helped me. I started a prison ministry years ago. God opened up the door, and he's helped me so much. And he told me one day, he said, Pastor, he said, there is a man, and, and he's, got a, he's got all these demonic tattoos all over him. He's got demagogue or something all over him. He's got satanic tattoos all over him. He said, he's got an upside-down cross between his eyes. He said, he came into prison service to intimidate me. He laughed at me while I was preaching. He said he disrupted the whole service, didn't he? <laughs> so we talked about some angles, maybe how to deal with the situation because it's kind of uncommon to have a guy walk in your service with an upside-down tattoo of a cross between his eyes. Is that common or uncommon? It's uncommon. Jay Johnson, I'll never forget that Sunday morning right after our minister's class and staff meeting. Somebody come running down and said, Pastor, there's a person down here with upside-down cross between his eyes sitting on the front row. I said, good. I don't, I don't know what he came to do. I don't know what he came to disrupt, but I do know what happened when he got there. That old Satan is sitting on our front row when he picked the wrong zone. He was in the spit zone about right there. A Holy Ghost got on him. <laughs> he, he didn't stay up long. He was down on his face right here. It wasn't long. It was about the second song. He was on the altar praying. He was weeping and crying. He's going, what is this? What is this? What is this? It wasn't long that we baptized him in Jesus' name. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. Before he could come out of the water, he was blowing bubbles. When he came out of the water, he was talking in tongues. You got to hear me. That's an uncommon revival. But that's what's going to happen here. We've got to have an uncommon revival. So let me give you this. Did he look like a candidate for the Holy Ghost? But he was sent by an angel. Look at somebody beside him and say, you know that man was sent by an angel? Now say it like this. You ready? That old Satanist was sent by an angel. And he came to Cross Church in Parkersburg and got the Holy Ghost. Be careful how you judge it. Sanctified. 
justified, washed. Do we really complicate it if you repent and you die like Jesus did? And you are washed and you're buried with him in baptism to mirror his burial. And you arise and walk in newness of life. Had one guy, he said, man, all you ever preach every service is Acts 2.38. I said, well, it works. I mean, we don't need to get into Greek and Hebrew and complicate this thing. Go swimming in Jesus' name. Die out to sin. Bury that old man or that old woman in Jesus' name and let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. I got plenty of time. I know I almost feel done. Listen, listen, I'm almost done. Well, Jay Johnson, every week in that prison that you preach in that room, I'm in there. One of our team members is in there. Our men's director is there tonight. When we look at them men, and the other night, I'm going to tell you what, it was quiet in there. We had a lot of new prisoners in there. There was a room full of them, and it looked like they was looking at me like I was the evening meal. <laughs> it was getting awkward. But I started talking about Jesus. I told them about my family first, just to let them know about my family, connect with them one-on-one, because they are a soul just like you. And then I start telling them about Jesus. <laughs> Not long you looking in bigger one old boy, one old boy, big old boy. He's probably six five. He had a big old crazy green tattoo. I don't know what he was thinking when he got that thing. He come up to here, up over here. Tears run down his face. He's trying to trying to wipe the tears. Looking the guards in the back. Come find out. She's crying. She's a backslidden uh, girl that used to go to a Pentecostal church in our area. Didn't even know it till the other day. Back there weeping. Now is those prisoners in there? Are they literally somebody we write off? Or is that a future revival? There's an old joke. Listen to me. There's an old joke. There's a joke at our church now. I'm like, I've told one evangelist, I said, I want you to come preach. He said, I'd love to come. I said, well, you're going to need a tattoo to get in the door. Would you wear a stick on? That's the joke. But that's who God's saving. That's who God's putting his anointing on. We got them on our staff. They're in our staff now. They used to be in the prison. Can preach the pain off the wall. Soul winners. And I've got some people in the church that's never even taught a Bible study. But these newbies that are coming in are teaching the Bible study. I'm going to tell you one more story and then I'm going to end. We had one guy. His name's Mark. I love Mark. Mark is such a good guy. <clears throat> he, uh, Mark was in the prison. And uh, he used to make fun of us when me and him walked through the door. He laughed at us. called it prison religion. <laughs> he had no idea who he was messing with, did he? He'd laugh at us. And uh, he got out of prison. He was actually, he was selling drugs in the prison when he was in there. Rascal was, he, he was making money in the prison. These guys are amazing. Anyways, he, he, when he got out, he relapsed. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to church. I got to get my life right. 
got on meth, started shooting up meth. He, he, he came to church and he walked through the door. Guess who he was staring at? He picked our church, but he didn't know it was our church. You know, I need to tell him when I see him Sunday, laugh now. He, he, he came through the door, repented of his sins, God filled him with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. He's now in minister's classes, and he has a great job working every day. Now, let me tell you something about Mark. He didn't have a home. He was living in a house to home because that's where he paroled. And we got people skipping church over the dumbest stuff. And this man's walking to church from a house to home in minister's classes. And he never told me that's where he was living. But let me tell you what's going on him right now is an anointing of God. We got a preconceived idea of the way we think revival's going to happen. I want to tell you what, let's get God out of the box and let him just start filling people with the Holy Ghost. Whoever will, let him come. I want us to stand all over the building right now and I'm going to end with this. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. They will not. But I'm glad it went to verse 11. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. Ye are sanctified. Ye are justified by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I want to talk about these three words. Washed literally means to make clean. To wash me from what I was. We can pick on those that show the outward sin, but all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when God puts his hands on you, he makes you clean. He washes you. None of us deserve it but he makes us clean. The next word says you are sanctified. To make you holy. Purified. To consecrate. To venerate. To hallow be holy. God puts his hand on it and I know it's hard for you to see it. But when God puts his hands on you, he makes you holy. And that's why we live the way we do to protect what we are. If God washes you and makes you holy, that's why you, and I know I'm not pastor here, but I'm a pastor. That's why we don't go in movie theaters. Why would I take what's holy and walk it in there? The Bible says don't let your good be evil spoken of. That's why we don't try to win souls and go in the bar. I don't go in those places or do those things for the same reason I don't drink an IBC root beer while I'm driving down the road. Because it don't look holy. And if God washed me, 
He's made me clean and he's made me holy and I don't deserve it in my own thinking. But if he's made me holy, then he does the third thing. He justifies me. And I, I know this is hard, especially when you pastor people that have been in prison for 15 years and there's people that's murderers, people that's been thieves. I don't know it's hard. But you're justified. It means, now the devil's not going to like what I'm about to say in this church right now. But if you've repented of your sins, you've been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, a complete removal of sins. And God's filled you with His Spirit. He sealed you. Somebody say, He sealed me. What the Bible says. Then you are justified. It means to render just or innocent, free. Righteous. It's hard. See, you don't know my past. Sometimes I look in the mirror and a flash of memory will come back to me, Brother Nehemiah, and think of what I used to be. I mean, there's one talking about you walk down the road, maybe a memory comes back, and you're like, oh, ah. And then I can lift my hands. Say I'm washed I'm sanctified And I'm justified It doesn't matter what I've done then I am innocent now I am innocent now I wish we'd lift our hands all over this building Hell's been bombarding some of you because of your past. But you don't have one. You don't have a past because you're an uncommon revival. You've been washed and you've been sanctified and you've been justified by God. I want you to say those words together. Washed. Sanctified. Justified. I am washed. I am sanctified. I am justified. Say it again. I am washed. I am justified. I am sanctified. I am washed. I am sanctified. I'm justified. I want us, if we could, I don't want us to walk to this altar and I want us to find a place on the floor and I want us to let God put his hands on us. You are a child of God. Some of you that are here tonight and all hell's bombarded you. You are saved. You are worthy. The blood is enough. You are washed. You are sanctified. And you are justified. I wonder if you could lift your voices with your faith all over this building. Because hell would love to silence you right now. What you've done is enough. <laughs> what you've done is enough. When God puts his hands on you, it's enough. It's enough, it's enough.
Come on, let's hit, reach out with your faith and let God begin to work in your life right now. You need to shake off the guilt tonight in this house. Shake off the guilt. It's done. Shake off the guilt. Hell is bombarding some of you. Shake off the guilt. The blood is powerful enough to take care of everything.